This is Christine Brown, and while I have to listen to this podcast as my motherly duty, you have the choice not to. My sons sometimes say some naughty things when they're trying to be funny, but really, they're just being stupid. You still want to listen? Go right ahead. I am not your mother. Welcome back to the Pages Dynasty Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Brown. We're going back and rewatching every single game of the Pages Dynasty, good, bad, and ugly. Uh, this one does not fit into the first category, but we're still watching it and we're going to talk about it. Uh, with me this week, uh, as always, is the trusty Tim Turn. Tim, how's it going, bud? Going good, buddy. That's all I like to hear. And also, uh, less trusty, but also uh, just as exciting, uh, Gregory David Brown. How are you, Greg? Things are about to change, Andy. It's off season. Oh, yeah? It's officially Patriot podcast season. Oh, okay. Because the NBA is done. The NHL is done. Mm-hmm. Champions League wrapped up last weekend. Okay. There's nothing on the sports calendar. Okay. Which means we can nothing watch some did. games from 2005. <laughs> <laughs> you know, scratch yeah. that itch a little bit. Okay. All right. I like that. So what you're telling me is you watch this game. No, I didn't watch this. <laughs> <laughs> the NHL didn't finish till like two nights ago. You gotta give me the, itch, the itch doesn't come for a couple more days. <laughs> yeah, you gotta you gotta let the disease start getting in there. Okay. Yeah, you gotta fully yeah you, you gotta fully get into a relapse mode before. I see. All right, we're not yeah. there yet. You haven't hit rock bottom. You haven't bounced. That's right. Okay, cool. Noted. But All watching right, the Red Sox this year may, might make you hit rock bottom. Yeah, oh. that's that's what I've heard. I just I, d- I haven't even tried. Uh, I just can't, can't bring myself to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Well, yeah. Speaking of uh, rock bottom, Patriots heading to Mile High Stadium, the scene of so many uh, rock bottom games. I wouldn't say is that, that a, was that a play on Mile High Rock Bottom. It wasn't supposed to be, but it kind of worked out that it way. It does kind of work. I was going to say that's <laughs> one of your better transitions, but it sounded like it was on accident. Yeah, it was definitely by accident. Uh, okay. I I completely forgot the name of the place until I said it. Um, but yeah, we're uh, we're heading to, to play the Broncos. Uh, the Pages have not fared well against the Broncos, especially when they were coached by uh, Michael Shanahan. Shanny, um, he Patriots are four and five against Shanahan-led teams. Most of those being um, against the Broncos, um, which is unusual to kind of see a head coach with a winning record against Bill Belichick at least in the dynasty era. Um, we also have a couple of, uh, like usually when you see something like that, you, you'll have like a bunch of like other coaches who go on to do things. Uh, not the case with this Broncos team. <laughs> uh, the only other notable names you'll hear are Gary Kubiak, the offensive coordinator here, who I think was just like a great run coordinator. Uh, like all his teams always kind of finished in the top 10 ish in rushing, uh, whether he was the offensive coordinator or head coach. Um, but you'll probably know him as the Texans head coach from 06 to 2013, where he wasn't that great. And then uh, he actually took over this Broncos team from 2015, 2016. And it was like just above 500. Um, but the only other name I recognized, it was actually on pro football reference, um, even though he was a lowly intern at the time, is Mike McDaniel, the current Dolphins head coach and media darling, because... Really? He wears Jordans and <clears throat> uh, speaks hip language. <laughs> Wait, what? Isn't he like 35? Yeah. yeah. Well, like... How old was he then? 
Well, he's an intern, so he's probably, I don't know, Tim, how old are you? 18 years ago? I'm 30. <laughs> oh, fuck. He's like a teenager. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, That's a ball boy. He is. Yeah, didn't he start as a ball boy? Probably. Uh, how old is he? When was he born? I, I read born, that born March 6, 1983. So he is almost a month older than me. But he's 40. So, yeah. Still looks really young. Yeah, 2005. He's, yeah, he probably just graduated college. Okay. If he went to college. Yeah, I don't know. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, he, as an intern, he got listed on Pro Football Reference because he's moved up. Um, let's see, Broncos. This is a good Broncos team. Uh, one of the better ones of the era, uh, or of the like kind of post John Elway era when they won, um, those two Super Bowls in the late 90s, um, which were tainted, by the way. I just want to point that out. Everybody loves to rag on the page for cheating, um, but they circumvented the salary cap to win those two Super Bowls. So, you know, what are you going to do? Right, Greg? So they're not valid then? I don't know. Should we strip them? That's what I'm asking you. No, I don't think we just strip any of them. Okay. All right. Yeah, dude. So you don't don't put an asterisk? If the Patriots didn't cheat, then you can't say the Broncos cheated. No, I think that I I think if you're not cheating, you're not trying. Right. Yeah, you got you got to you got to do whatever you can to win, right? Well, it's a results-driven league, and you don't have a lot of time, so just get in there, do whatever you can to win, and then get out. Would you take steroids, Andy? Fuck yeah! It's a shortcut to muscles. Are you kidding me? me Damn right, I take steroids. Me too. Rodney Harrison did it perfect. Yeah. Take steroids, and then when you get caught, just be like, "Yeah, I did it so I could return to football faster." And everybody's like, "Yeah, that's a pretty good reason." Yeah, because yeah, because <laughs> he did it when he was it's hurt. It's the right? lion that got everyone pissed off, you right? Know? Yeah, like this holier than thou, like I would never. Yeah, because I'm you pretty know? sure Peyton yeah. Manning did the same thing. Like he took it to like recover from that neck injury, right? Yeah, but he's like, "No, I definitely didn't take it." I just my wife needed that HGH for her pregnancy. That's why it was shipped to my house under her name. Yeah, okay, Maybe. But- yeah, I mean, how, how big was that? Get him on the pod and ask him, Andy. Huh? They're probably Shit. shooting up together. Uh, uh, so yeah, like I said, this was uh, uh, one of those Broncos teams was actually expected to win the Super Bowl. <clears throat> they went thirteen and three, um, and as we'll find out, spoiler alert: beat the Patriots for the first time in the playoffs in eleven games. Um, but then we're going to lose to the fucking Steelers. In the AFC Championship game, so good for them. Uh, unfortunately, this was kind of the last uh, hurrah of the Broncos' success because they would not make the postseason again until 2011. Can you tell me who was the quarterback of that team, Greg? 2011 Broncos? Tim Tebow. That's your boy Tim Tebow, that's right. Yeah. Which is rough. And they wouldn't make the conference championship again until 2013 uh, when they stole Peyton Manning. So... Mike Shanahan's pretty good. Mike I mean, Shanahan is good. Yeah. He, uh, these aren't like crazy talented teams that he like had them always in the hunt. Yep. Always. Um, they showed a stat. I think I have it here somewhere. Uh, at this point in his career, is 105 and 60 as a head coach. That's pretty good. Like that, you know, feels like, it's like Brian something. Greasy and Jake Plummer. Yeah. 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 You know. And then every running back, random dude that would just get a thousand yards. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean the the leading rusher on this team is Mike Anderson. It's Flashing the whitest sounding name for somebody who isn't white, Mike Anderson. 
who ran for a thousand yards, and they also had Tatum Bell who ran for nine twenty one. Um, I feel like you never heard from him ever again. Right. Yeah. Also, um, <laughs> of note, their fullback Kyle Johnson, uh, I think, was second in the team with uh, five receiving touchdowns. So good for him. He had one in this game too. That was like a legit diving catch. So nice when your fullback's the uh, second leading receiver on your on your team. Let's see. That's the Mike Shanahan way, baby. Oh yeah. But uh, Greg, I did want to point out that uh, we have some all name team um, entries from this this Broncos team. Uh, so I want to see where you would rank these guys uh, if you would put them on your team or not. So I've got four here for you. Uh, the first one is Ebenezer Ekubon. Ekubon. I've yeah. heard of him before. Yeah, double E. Ebenezer. Ebenezer is a good That's name. Bad. And he goes by Ebenezer, too. Like I don't know what you would shorten that to. Ed. Ebby. Yeah, uh, it's got to be Eddie. Eb Ebenetti. There you go. Uh, then you got uh, Monsanto Pope, which uh, I don't... Maybe his parents made a bunch of money on uh, on Monsanto stock or something. That's, that's a tough first name. Yeah, uh, Jeb Putzier. It just Putzier. Like it Iowa. feels like um, it feels like a swear word, but it isn't, which is why I like it. It's probably Jeb. Mormon. Jeb. Jeb. Yeah. I was thinking somewhere in Iowa. Where's this dude from? And then also, lastly, John Engelberger. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. No Hall of Famers in there, but. No Hall of Fame, but a, but a solid like good role player. That's a good yeah. one, dude. Some some Ebenezer second Ebenezer team Ackibon's all pros. Good. Yeah, Ebenezer Akibon, because he's got the double E's as well. He's got a Z and a K in there. Like that's that's tough to do. Yeah. Put from Idaho. That makes a lot of sense. Jeb, uh, guy yeah. from Idaho. Yeah, that tracks. Jeb. All right. Um. So where are we in the season? I guess uh, I feel like we don't talk about that enough. <laughs> we just kind of like snapshot these games in time. So I was gonna. Uh, Gonna give just a little context of where we are. Um, Pages coming in at three and two. Uh, they let's see. Uh, they've played. I don't remember who they started, but it was Carolina, Pittsburgh, San Diego, Atlanta, Denver is this latest stretch. Um, Pittsburgh, San Diego, and Atlanta all were the division winners last year, and Denver comes into this game four and one. So this is like oh, and also Carolina is the um, Super Bowl revenge game. And the Patriots are defending Super Bowl champs, so everybody's getting the, they're getting their best game. Mm. Um, and the Patriots still sitting at three and two, even though they're going through this gauntlet. Um, I think part of that is because they missed Michael Vick uh, the week before in Atlanta, um, and managed to squeak by. Who was it? Matt Schaub, mm-hmm. Dollar Store, uh, Matt Ryan. Um, and, yeah, exactly. And um, they actually the commentators actually talked about how. Denver had some plays in their uh, playbook that they called Falcon or something like that, or Atlanta. Um, that was basically running the exact same plays that Atlanta ran against this Patriots defense, um, except running it successfully. Uh, because Atlanta had some success in terms of getting guys wide open last week, um, deep down the field, especially off play action. And the reason for that is injuries. Uh, it is the biggest section of my notes <laughs> this week. Um, we've got Corey Dillon. Uh, got a foot injury at the end of last game and was dressed but not playing because, let's see, um, it was a, quote, coach's decision. 
and they asked Belichick uh, why he was dressed and wasn't playing, and Belichick said he can't go, and that was his explanation. So, hurt with a foot injury, I guess. Uh, our boy Troy Brown inactive for this game. They didn't say why. Richard Seymour is out again. Uh, let's see. Um, McGinnis playing with a wrapped up hand and he got poked in the eye. Mike Wright got concussed during the game. He was in for another lineman. Um, oh, he was in for Richard Seymour. And then we all know that um, Rodney Harrison went out a few weeks ago and Gus Scott, of all people, took his spot. Gus Scott is now out. So rookie James Sanders is starting at safety. And guess what happened? Yep, James got Sanders got hurt. And now you had somebody named Arturo Freeman playing uh, safety for the, the Patriots uh, and looking like a no-name on defense. He was getting a lot of talk uh, in the Globe articles I looked at. I guess he played for Miami for a couple of seasons. Yeah, I, I vaguely recognize the name, but I, I couldn't pick him out of a lineup. I, couldn't I, tell you I got him was. confused with a Freeman that played for, like a wide receiver that played for yeah. Um, also, the Patriots, because they didn't start Corey Dillon, they actually have only two running backs on this team right now because Kevin Falk is also hurt. Um, so you have Patrick Pass and uh, who was the other one that was playing? Zero. Oh, Amos Zeroway. Famous Amos. Amos. Yeah. Who was picked up. a good uh, name. Street free agent two weeks ago. Picked him up last week. Uh, played a little bit and now is like splitting carries with Patrick Pass because Patrick Pass... Uh, injured early in this game and kept like limping off the field after every uh, play that he was involved in. So it's been it's been rough. Um, they should take some steroids, get healthy quicker. But maybe, uh, well, I mean, the other one uh, on my injuries list is Teddy Bruschi, who I don't know if steroids helps you uh, fix your heart attack quicker. Um, Broke. <laughs> Uh, all right, Greg, you tell me. Have you done steroids? I'm sure there's a steroid that helps you. You never yeah. know. Have you have you done steroids, Greg? Me? Do oh. I look like someone that's done steroids? I don't know. You used to right be now, yeah. <laughs> no, I've never done steroids. No. All right, no, I was just checking. Um, but they actually like announced Teddy Bruschi in this game. Uh, so this is what they said here. Let me cue it up for you. The Patriots have just released... A statement here at the stadium regarding Teddy Bruschi. It's been talked about all day long on the NFL today. The New England Patriots, this is the statement, have been advised that Teddy Bruschi has received the unanimous, unanimous medical clearance from outside specialists in the field of stroke neurology. He has also passed multiple physical examinations by team doctors and has been cleared to resume practicing as early as this week. The Patriots organization is satisfied that Teddy has received the best medical attention possible and has been assured that he is medically cleared to resume his career. So they released that like literally during the game. Kind of weird. Which, yeah, and this that was what, like the second quarter or something. Very strange. He's got his but, bell rung, that's all. <laughs> Just rub some dirt on him. Call the heart nowadays. There. Got his heart rung. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, that was the big news of. Uh, you know, this team is decimated, but Bruski's coming back. Which having a defensive, uh, like you're you're a defensive captain back on the field, especially with like the fact that they haven't started the same defensive backfield two weeks in a row, or like two drives in a row for a while. Um, it'd be a nice calming, uh, calming effect 
hopefully. Uh, having said that, he's not back yet, and it showed in this game. Um, they showed a stat at the beginning where the defense has gone 10 quarters without a takeaway, which is kind of strange for a Belichick defense, but that feels very like Matt Patricia-esque. Um, the team has one interception on the season. Anybody want to guess who has that interception? Troy Brown. That'd be dope. Uh, I know this one. He plays defense. Oh, Arturo Freeman. <laughs> uh, that's not the same. No. It is not a defensive back. Oh, shoot. It's barely a linebacker. It's Mike Rabel. Only interception in the season. That's I don't tough. remember that. Yeah. Uh, so they did not have a turnover in this game either. Um, so they're now at 14 quarters straight without a turnover. So that's good. Um, I, did see, I did see on the globe that uh, they were like a minus six coming into the game. That tracks. Very, yeah. I mean, they're not turning the ball over very often, but they're also, they have zero defensive takeaways. So, you know. And they've had happen. plenty of opportunities and they just don't catch them. Yeah. It's Asante Samuel. He's dropped like yeah. six or seven balls already. Yeah. He just is contagious. Yeah. Um, but we actually, we, I kinda, we kind of went in on Asante Samuel last week because he had a, a pretty rough game. Um, yeah, he got burned. Yeah, we're not going to do that this week because uh, it's Dwayne Stark's week. Because <laughs> he gave up pretty much every single big play that happened in this game. Um, the, the, the Broncos came into this game with their longest passing play was 23 yards. Um, and... Dwayne Starks immediately gives up a 72-yarder to um, like 45-year-old Rod Smith to start the second quarter. And then on the next drive, that sets up a touchdown. And the next drive, he hits, um, oh, he gives up a pass to uh, Ashley Lilly. Ashley Lilly? From? Hawaii. Hawaii. Aloha. Uh, and that was a 56-yard bomb too. Um, both over Dwayne Starks. And then after that play, um, he gets beat for by Rod Smith again for a touchdown pass. And then on the last drive, when the Patriots actually come back to make it a game and need one last stop, um, they throw it to Rod Smith uh, on third down. Uh, and thanks to the like eight yard cushion on third and seven, uh, he managed to just like bulldoze his way for the first down to seal the game. So Dwayne Starks didn't have a good game. Uh, I think you could say the defense in general didn't have a good game. Uh, they gave up four touchdowns, which, you know, this is actually a pretty good Broncos team. Um, but all four of those touchdowns, the drives were at least 74 yards was the shortest one. From 74 yards, 80 yards, 91 yards, and 97-yard drives for touchdowns. On a Jake Plummer-led offense. Well, let's not slander Jake the Snake. Yeah, yeah. I don't like I that am tone. A, I am a Jake the Snake fan. Me too. So I actually, like I I have no strong feelings either way. Uh, <laughs> That's I about was, as ringing of an endorsement as you can get from Andy. <laughs> I mean, I I looked into him, you know, and I was you know curious as to how he did, and I, I actually asked one of my friends who's a Broncos fan, uh, what he thought of Jake the Jake Plummer, and he's like fucking loved him, super. Bummed that he uh, got benched for Jake Plummer, uh, not um, uh, Cutler. Uh, and then I guess Cutler got hurt at the end of that season, and like Plummer just wasn't ready to come in. 
had lost like a week 17 game that would have got them into the playoffs or something like that. Um, so he's like, other than that, I really loved him, even though he was really good at throwing interceptions. Um, and he really was good at throwing interceptions. This was his best year. Um, he made the Pro Bowl this year in 2005, only throwing seven interceptions. Um, I'm going to give you just the the number of interceptions he throws by year. When he started in 97 and he finished in 2006. Uh, his first year, 15 interceptions, 20, 24, 21, 14, 20, 7 in 2003, 20 in 2004, 7 this year in 2005, and then 13 in 2006. He's a gunslinger. He just he loves throwing interceptions. I love me a gunslinger. Loves throwing interceptions. That's, that's a lot in him. That's a lot of interceptions. That's a He's lot. Good shit. He's the man. <laughs> he threw 161 interceptions and 161 touchdowns. That I think that's the definition of a gunslinger. Yeah. Yeah. Do you see when he flicked off the fans yeah. in Denver? Remember that? Oh no. yeah. 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 They were booing him, and he went and sat on the bench and just like put the middle finger behind his head. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. He's a legend, dude. Yeah. Jake he, he, yeah, I'm not I won't accept any Jake Plummer slander. <laughs> I knew you'd like him, Tim. <laughs> well, I mean, he's a big shrooms guy now. Yeah. He's got long I was hair, just gonna so. say, yeah. <laughs> and he's like also all about like getting weed like oh he was off the banned substance list in the NFL. <laughs> yeah, that tracks. He strikes me as a type of guy. He has the haircut for it, I will say that oh. in this game. Well, have you seen him recently? No. Oh, oh yeah. He, yeah. Take a do a little quick Google search on that. Yeah, he's on the hippie mode. Oh yeah, big time. Yeah. So he looks like Greg. Well, you know why he has way the, worse the hair, right? <laughs> why? It's a tribute to Pat Tillman. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, he used the to beard, be the beard teammates with Pat Tillman. Right? Oh geez, yeah, look at that. Yeah, they were Tillman like used friend. to have the hair in that uh, in Arizona State. This dude definitely follows fish around the country for a living. Fuck yeah, dude. Fuck yeah. Oh, it's him and Ricky Williams. That, that tracks. Mm-hmm. Boy, yeah. All right, cool. Jake yeah. the Snake is sick, dude. <laughs> He's goaded for me. <laughs> I was always a big fan of him. You fucking drink. Great he, he got a, he got a raw, Yeah, he got a raw deal. But I, I read an article on him uh, not too long ago. Like he had, he had a, like a beef with Shanahan for a little bit, but he was like talked about how he had his best years under him too. So it was like kind of a yeah. Like, I saw that somewhere. Yeah. yeah, I'd heard that rumor too that they were beefing. Yeah, well, that kind of surprising. No, because yeah, uh, Shanahan doesn't strike me as up. like a beefing with people. I bet I bet Jake has problems with authority. No, <laughs> you know what gives you that? Yeah. Like? a snake? No way. <laughs> no, not the snake. <laughs> could never, dude. He reminds me of myself a little bit, you know. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, you've got the beard for it. You've got that hair, Greg. Yeah, dude. Come on, Greg. Join the dark side. I'm down. All right. But yeah, it, it seems like in this game, like it kind of similar to last week where, uh, you know, they dominated the, what was it, the first and the third quarter the Pats did. Yeah. I mean, in this one, it's like in the middle of the game, second, third quarter, they didn't do too hot. But mm-hmm. the first and the fourth, they shut it down. Yeah. But, you know, that's just yeah, a Belichick the, uh, thing. You needed all four quarters. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The, the Broncos scored, <laughs> uh, 
all four of their touchdowns on five drives. Anyway, touchdown, touchdown, punt, touchdown, touchdown. And the last two were on either side of the uh, the half. And then after that, I think I wrote it down somewhere. Um, yeah, so, so the uh, the Broncos after the half, and their first, they, they got the ball. Um, they had the kickoff and drove 74 yards for a touchdown. And then after that, they had 43 total yards and just punted the rest of the game. Um, so they kind of like, it was one of those games where is, I think a lot of other teams would have just given up in the second half, especially after that touchdown to make it 28 to three, which, you know, mm. uh, foreshadowing. Um, uh, but the Patriots just like didn't roll over. Um, they actually started making some stops and <laughs> Tom Brady just kind of like threw the team on his back and was getting the absolute like shit kicked out of him. Um, but kind of brought them back, scored a, uh, had a couple of um, field goal drives, had a field goal drive and then a couple of touchdown drives at the end there to make it close. So the final score was 28-20, which was respectable. Um, uh-huh. And like they had the opportunity to get the ball back one last time. Um, the Broncos got the ball with like three and a half minutes left. Yeah. And the pass defense just couldn't get off the field. That was the uh, Dwayne Starks at the end there, just giving up that uh-huh. last third down. So that last, for me, it's if they get that field goal at the end of the half. Yeah, they're only oh, down that's right, yeah. five, and then Connor's boy uh, misses a fifty-five yarder. So well, they, and they were and uh, they again. Oh, another reason why I hate Bill Sims. <clears throat> just to just to tease that a little bit, but yeah, let's do it. They, I, well, I think actually it might have been Jim Nance that said it. He had never missed a kick in Denver. Boom, mm-hmm. misses it. Six or six. Then yeah. Logan Man- then Logan Mankins punches a guy in the face. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it was in the face. Wasn't? Uh, no, he uh, he got up and punched him right in the right square in the dick. Um, oh, and missed. so they came back from <laughs> halftime, and uh, I'm like, dude, why the fuck are they throwing him out for like uh, a late hit after the play? And then they showed the replay, like after the uh, like they came back from like the halftime show, like obviously that got cut out of the right. video. Yep. Came back and um, they showed the replay of it. He's like on his knees. And he pushes a guy back because I guess I don't know the guy was on him or something, and it was like straight up squares him straight in the crotch. Wow! <laughs> so hard heck. that the that the defensive lineman takes two steps backwards and falls over. Like, um, okay, that's uh, I'll, that's I'll, get, I'll give the referees that out. too. That, that's, yeah, that's crazy. That's a legit. Yeah, yeah you, you get removed you from the dick game. punch. You gotta go. <laughs> but Jim Nance, like the two of them are standing there in the booth, like you know, awkwardly talking. And he goes, uh, no need for us to demonstrate that move at all, thankfully. And Sims goes, not on me. I just want to see Sims. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I, not punch Jim Nance on live television. Oh, awesome. I wish Nance did it to Phil Sims. That would have been great. Yeah, just a little sack tap. Be like, yeah. Barkley would have done it. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know who would have done it? Dan Diedorf would have done it. Our boy. That's Our right. boy. We need another one of those. I'm hoping one of those is coming up. It's always the AFC East matchups that he does. So it'll be here. Good. Like uh, yeah, do we do you want to, uh, Greg, do you want to do uh, the hate section, the get off my lawn? Sure, Andy. Implemented? Do you have anything you want to get off your chest? I thought this was specifically for you. Oh, that's fine. Well, I mean, last time you joined right in, so I, I didn't know if you uh, wanted you to. You got uh, a long list, I'm assuming. I have a couple of things. <laughs> Let's you want it. me to start? Yeah. All right. I mean, we'll start with the commentators. Uh, Jim Nance 
uh, it took him three plays uh, into the game to actually get warmed up because he got the names wrong on the first two plays uh, on like obvious uh, happenings. He got the kicker wrong on the kickoff and then the running back wrong on the uh, first run play from scrimmage. So good for him. Uh, Phil Sims, a former NFL player, didn't realize that if your elbow touches the ground, uh, you're down by contact. I feel like that's a pretty simple one, even in 2005. So good for him. And the other one I had was uh, yeah, Jim Nance that uh, Tim pointed out. Vinatieri has never missed in Denver, literally, as he's kicking 55 yard. So go and go fuck himself. Um, but the worst. I don't buy that shit, dude. The the Kurt. What do you want him to say? Not nothing. Literally nothing. Just wait. Just wait yeah. until he gets it, and then you can say it. He's never Just missed a kick in Denver, dude. What, what, There's what no was, such thing as a commentator curse. What does uh, uh, Chris Berman say is the best uh, commentating he's ever done that he gets comments about? I don't know. It was when um, Cal Ripken set the, the record for most games played in a row, uh, and he didn't speak during the entire thing. So, he didn't speak during the entire what? <laughs> during during 20, the entire like from- ceremony and like him walking up to bat and like all the crowd cheering and everything. So just oh, like let the crowd cheer. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Island speaks volumes, baby. Exactly. So maybe he's like, shut the fuck up. Maybe don't share everything that's in your fucking head. That's all I'm saying. Did <laughs> did Andy, it's their job. <laughs> their job is a commentator, right? All right. So so They're all right. Paid then... to, to speak on the game and give you interesting factoids like that Minitary's never missed a kick. Well, how about they say that after it? I'm kind of I'm coming at you too, Tim. You brought right. this up. Bring, bring the smoke, Jim baby. <laughs> Jim Nance is doing his job. I don't care. Shut well, he's up. doing a bad job because this is him. He's not doing a bad job. This is you're him. doing a bad job interpreting like what? No, this is this, that, that this, has an effect on the actual kick. No, it, I, it I'm not saying it does or doesn't have an effect on the kick, but like everybody's superstitious. So like, just don't, don't bring that up. How about yourself. you just don't? How about you just don't be superstitious? Listen, my podcast. I can do what the fuck I want. All right, and Jim Nance can do whatever the fuck he wants. <laughs> I'm just saying, if I have like a bet on overs for field goals in that game, shut the fuck up. Just yeah, shut that's up. Fair. That's fair. That's dude. That's my other one that makes me mad. Is these betters? This whole like betting thing now. Everybody's like, oh man, they better not screw up my bet by like making the vibes bad. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about vibes? Like these athletes like, do not give a shit about the vibes of your bet. They're just trying to fucking win games and get a big contract. I guarantee. I'm, at, I'm not even mad at the player. Angry about like somebody not performing for your fantasy team or somebody stealing points from your fantasy team. Greg, I guarantee it. Yeah, but I don't do vibes. I don't do superstitions. <laughs> I don't do vibes. <laughs> I don't do vibes. <laughs> vibe check. The vibe check right now. Greg not passing it. That's all I'm saying right now. <laughs> Andy dragged me into the hate. <laughs> I don't know how I got talked into that. Planting all right, Greg. Feed. So. Let's go back to you talking about how like they they actually perform a service and it's uh, they give you really great insight. Yeah, um, like Jim Nance knowing the actual names of players. So when Patrick Pass um, ran for a touchdown, here was the uh, the commentation for it. Time getting some tough yards. What would you have called their run or pass? <laughs> Just can't comment on that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll let that one go. All right. Dude, comedic yeah. relief. I'm glad they're there for that. That's that, you know, 
couldn't live without that. Well, he didn't say anything, Andy. You t- you said you didn't want him to say anything, and now he does it, and you're all off his ass. No, he should have. He should have let that joke fucking sit in the back of his head with the rest of them, instead of just <laughs> falling the fuck out joke. of his mouth. Garbage. Yeah, I'm on. <gasps> I'm on Andy's side for this one too. Andy, I think we should have you commentate a game. I'll do it. Be easy. Right. That would be sick. And then we critique it. I'm down for that. You can try. <laughs> Fucking nail it every time. I, t- <laughs> I, I you think I don't you think I don't commentate the game sitting on my couch? Andy, I think it's a little yeah. bit different. No, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. I think, I, same thing. I think that me and Andy we, uh, we could do a good job. Yeah. Yeah. So. I'll, I'll I'll help you out, Andy. I'll Who's be the color? Yeah, yeah, who's who though? I'll be the gymnast one or you be the gymnast? I'm happy to do play by play. I think Andy has to do play by play. I'm yeah, happy to do play by play. I'm going to do it the, the Gil and Gino style where he's actually telling you like what side of the f- like field people are on and everything. There's no way you could do that. Dude, That's I way do. harder than it sounds. Oh, I bet it is. Yeah. Radio commentating is like wicked hard. You ever listen to like hockey radio commentators? Oh, yeah, I couldn't do hockey. Hockey's brutal. Shit, man. I don't know how they do that. Yeah, it's actually really impressive. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. We'll just we'll start with like a, a fourth quarter. Yeah, right. We'll figure it out. Yeah. We can do that. Yeah. We'll just well you just let me know when you're watching the next game and I'll we'll just do a fate uh you know we'll do a zoom like this and then yeah. Yeah. We'll interesting factoids from Tim. Right. <laughs> Andy hitting us with the cold hard facts and silence when silence is appropriate. Exactly. Yes. You know what? It mostly is so. It'll be fine. It is interesting though. You hear you you watch like soccer games with like English commentators. It's a very different style. Mm-hmm. They let the game breathe much more than like than American, American commentators sports. do. Yeah. But I think it's the the type of the game is very true. Too. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot but, of dead. But time also if you listen to Americans commentate soccer. It's the fucking worst thing in the world because it, it feels Agreed. like they're trying to make everything exciting. And you're like, dude, just mm-hmm. you're trying yeah, a little that too hard. Buddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Taylor. Twelman. Also, like just uh, like soccer terms with an American accent. It, it doesn't feel right. Yeah. There's you know? no winning. There's no winning position there because you can't say the English terms because then you're the dickhead that does that. Exactly. Yeah. Or, or it doesn't sound right. Yeah. Yeah. But I it sounds like little tyke soccer if you're saying yeah. it with American words. Yeah, my favorite is just to put it on Spanish and just let it ride. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The Spanish yeah. is great. That's yeah, why I used to do it more electric. Just set it to Spanish. Yeah, that's what I do. That's what I do. <laughs> I love just it. let it ride, and when they that goal comes, oh man, there's yeah. nothing more electric in sports. I don't think it feels so good. <laughs> Although, who is that? Who's the English guy that does the goal stuff? You know what I'm for, talking about, Greg? For soccer? Yeah. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Dad hates him. Yeah, I love it because he's he's like <laughs> that's all poetic and yeah, stuff. like it's a hysterical. fucking gazelle. Chasing down a hyena like he's fucking <laughs> so obnoxious. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, he's good. He <laughs> is majestic. Good. He always does Spanish, the like the La Liga stuff. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> An absolute work of art painting. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the guy. Yeah, I love him. So, to uh, your point about the Pats D, though, you're right. Thirty first in turnovers. This yep. season, how many did they end the season with? Um, oh, no. I don't know. I just have the rankings up. Thirty-first in passing yards allowed, twenty-six overall in defense, seventeenth in points, which kind of that's a bit, bit of a bend. Don't break. Yeah. yeah, that's a t- typical Belichick type thing. Yeah, bend don't break. 
Yeah. So uh, yeah, see. not a great defense, specifically in the secondary. Looks like they have 10 total interceptions on defense. Not great. <laughs> um, less than one a game, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, this is not a good defense, but then again, you're starting literal street-free agents. Um, and you're playing a, a decent offense. You're playing the seventh-ranked offense Yeah, with yeah. fifth in yards. So they're exactly. good offense. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they, they've been putting up yards on everybody. Um, like, they've actually played some decent teams, I think. Um, yeah, did did you uh, get that stat that they had about their like last four games? Yeah, 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 I have it here. Um, so in their last four games, uh, this is like right at the beginning of the the first quarter when the Patriots scored first, they they kicked the field goal. Um, it was the first time they've been trailing in four games. Uh, in those four games, they've been leading uh, 139 minutes. They've been tied for 49 minutes, and they had not trailed at all. Insane. This is after. Uh, getting like their doors blown off by Miami of all people uh, to start the season, and then they just have just been like walking over people. Um, Mike Shanahan, yeah, great coach. Unless he's coaching for Dan Snyder, <laughs> which is <laughs> true of every coach in the world. Yeah, I, I don't think you can put that on any of the coaches. Um, <laughs> yeah, remember when we went through that the list? Oh yeah, of coaches that were like really good until they played under Snyder, and then they were yeah. terrible. Yeah. Like no, I don't think any of them had a winning record, right? Yeah. It's, it's, Even it Joe like, Gibbs came back and had yeah, a losing record. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Was um was Shanahan the coach for RG3 at the beginning? Ooh, that's a good question. When he yes. had the knee? Yeah. Right. When like he, he yeah, had it, right? Because that was a big the stink was that he didn't want to play and Shanahan made him and then I think basically so, yeah. ended his career. <laughs> and then yeah. he died. And then right. he died. <laughs> and now he's back. Wearing jerseys yeah. backwards on game day today whatever oh really he's the worst <laughs> oh, he's he's great on twitter you should follow him Andy. okay no, he's insufferable. I, I may actually, actually insufferable sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's right i mean I, I follow you so all right can you name can you name some of the no-name running backs from broncos in this generation no sean moreno no sean moreno uh, uh, we've got we've got our boy in Ru- this game mike Anderson. ruben drones Ruben, Ruben Drones, there's a good one. That's one that I was like, that's hilarious. Yeah, he's got a good name. I mean, obviously Tatum Bell as well. Tatum uh, Bell's um, ding dong, as Chris Berman said. Yeah. <laughs> Maurice Claret. Is I don't he? Think he, he must play. be, right? I have his jersey, uh, yes. I think he got he drafted by like four, four games or something like that. I don't even know if he played, but... I was huge. I was big on him. I was like, yeah, he's going to overcome you were. <laughs> he's gonna overcome all this and he's gonna be a goat. I'm sensing a theme. <laughs> uh, I root for the bad guys. Yeah, no good. It's because you're they're a bad, bad boy. They're misunderstood. Yeah, it's fine. Um yeah, so it's almost kind of the parallel to Brady's wide receivers, right? Which just this like list yeah. of no names who perform only when they're on the Patriots. Yeah, Orlandis Gary. Oh yeah, I forgot oh, about my him. Goodness. Clinton yeah, Davis. he was a one-hit wonder. Yeah, Roy Hallou, remember him? Vaguely, I don't remember him. <laughs> he was in uh, Washington. Uh, oh, that's right. That's oh right. yeah. And then uh, who who else? Um, Mike oh. Bell. There was another Bell, if you remember. Oh, yeah. Yep. I thought so. Yeah. Who who was the guy that got drafted in the sixth round by them that did end up doing pretty good on the Redskins? Was it Evan Meister? No, it was the one that they made comparisons to Ralph Davis all the time. 
No, I don't remember. I can't remember his name. Stat jacket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Let me do my the job draft, real quick. Though, uh, we've seen Rod Smith play here um, before, and we've talked about like how he's like one of the best undrafted uh, players in history. So I found a list on NFL.com of you know supposedly the best um, like undrafted players ever. And you want to guess where they ranked Rod Smith? First. Out of 30 players, he was not first. Second. He was 15th. 15th? Really? 15th, right. Who's first? Can we guess yeah. this? Yeah, uh, you could probably Generation. Give me a generation. Uh, this generation that we're going Currently through. playing? Uh, I believe so. Currently playing? Oh, uh, no, I'm talking about like uh, in the games we're watching now. Oh, in the early 2000s. Won a Super Bowl. Bowl. No. Mm-mm. He's on this list, but he's number 30. Is he on offense? Mm-hmm. I can give what you the position. position you want. Uh, quarterback. An undrafted quarterback. Oh, Kurt Warner. Correct. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then there's a bunch of like old guys. Dick Knight Train Lane. Oh, yeah. M. Len Tunnel, apparently a defensive back. Uh, another quarterback for the Houston Oilers, Warren Moon, apparently was undrafted. Wow. Yep. Surprising. Uh, Willie Brown, cornerback for uh, the Raiders. Well, he started for the Raiders. He was actually a Bronco originally. Willie Wood, who was a Packers cornerback back in the 60s. Another old player, another old player. Cliff Harris, a safety for the Cowboys. So nobody we've ever heard of. Yeah. Basically. John Randall. <laughs> Um, the Vikings. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a uh, right? Uh, another quarterback on this list. Um, that's a little drafted in two thousand. Oh, not drafted, but started in two thousand four. Four Pro Bowls. Tommy Maddox. Huh? Tommy Maddox. No, another quarterback, but uh, NFC. NFC quarterback started in two thousand four. Jeff Garcia. No, that's a good guess though. More yeah. famous. More famous than famous Jeff for not performing well in the playoffs, especially when it comes to holding um, field goal attempts. Oh, Romo! Tony Romo? Yeah, thirteenth was not drafted, apparently. Yeah, and he uh, he took over for Bledsoe. Yep. Uh, Antonio Gates on this list? He was not drafted. Undrafted? Undrafted. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> did, well, that's because did you know? I don't know if you know this, but uh, he played. Basketball in college. Oh, Esteban. Esteban Mourinho. Yeah. And then also, I was thinking of Alfred Morris. <laughs> oh, uh, Alfred okay. Morris. Yes. Yeah. Reese Holmes, undrafted. Adam Vinatieri on this list at 21. Undrafted. Kicker. He was undrafted? Undrafted. Steven. From South Welcome Dakota to the podcast. Uh, oh, Steven's here. Now we can begin. Um, How's your audio? I don't know. How is it? Testing very one, two, low. Three. You don't have a microphone, I can see. Yep. I do have a microphone. Uh, we'll it's talk into it well. then. Is that any better? It's actually significantly better. <laughs> <laughs> but then now the microphone's blocking my beautiful face and you can't see me. That's fine. Oh, that's fine. That's not oh, that's like, it's like Tyron Poole all over again. <laughs> Greg, I had another thing for get off my lawn. What's that? Um, the Denver Bronco or the the crowd in Denver 
Uh, I, I, I'm not sure there's anything worse than uh, when they do that incomplete chant. You go, incomplete. After every opponent's incompletion. Uh, is, that a, is that a Denver thing? Fucking worst. I, I don't know if I've heard it. I mean, I'm sure that it happens in other places, but I don't remember hearing it in other places, at least in the NFL. I feel like that's, that's like a common thing. That's so Like a Bushley, defense though. thing, you know? It's so bushly. It doesn't happen in New England. Just doing like um, the music or like the chants, like the Miami Heat would do it, where like they're playing defense and they're like, the the speaker system is going defense. It's yeah, like, yeah, good yeah. God, this is this is the NBA like finals, and you guys are doing this bullshit. It's yeah. so embarrassing. You actually have to tell them what to what to chant. Yeah, oh, dude, it's it's ridiculous. But that whole incomplete like incompletions happen. It's not like a. It's not like it's even a turnover. It's just like a, an incompletion. And they do it on every single one. That's good for another Patriots. First down. Yeah, that shit, that's is, like that shit is kind of yeah, annoying. That shit, yeah, yeah, I don't like that at all. I fucking love it, especially when you're in Buffalo and you're fucking shit-faced. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say. And you're yelling at all these fucking New Yorkers. It's the best. The <laughs> foghorn on third down, though, that is lit. Yeah, the foghorn sweet. Yeah. The ACDC is awesome, too. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. But the yeah, that incomplete. That's one of those like you got to act like you've been there before, you know. The Bruins. That one gets the people hyped. Oh, yeah, it does. That might be the best one. That might be the best pump up one, right? No, the crazy train intro for the Patriots is that. That's the best one for me. It's good, but it doesn't get you as pumped up as the. There's some great college ones. Those are probably the best. Oh, yeah, probably, yeah that's yeah. probably true. Yeah. Or soccer. Well, soccer is best for content. Uh, if, if you're looking to make fun of somebody, that's definitely the way to go. Yeah. The whole, I love it when it's like a, an overweight goalkeeper and they keep chanting who ate all the pies at him every time he does a goal kick. That's one of my yeah. standards. He's big. He's fat. He's probably a twat referee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. He's big. He's fat. He's probably a twat referee. Fucking <laughs> British people. They're very creative, the English. With they their, are. Um, yeah. Their insults. All right. Best and worst. No, I'm just well, let me get my let me do my <laughs> Pat Tillman's. We got two. <laughs> yeah, just, I, I just wanted Steve to think we're wrapping up. <laughs> I was hoping I we got were. Played, though. Steve, did you watch the game? Yes, of course. Every minute. Oh, every okay. second. Thoughts? Yeah. Um Yes. What did you think of the second quarter? Yes. Okay. You missed like 40 minutes of Andy complaining, basically. Yeah, I assumed that's yeah. exactly. I mean, I joined an hour in, so I'm assuming it's 60 minutes. Yeah, so if majority. Well, he complained for 20 minutes, and then he started recording and playing for 20, 40 more. <laughs> if you, if you want to watch this game, I would watch just the fourth quarter, where the Patriots actually start to mount a comeback. Uh, and you can skip the second quarter because the Patriots got out, gained 246 yards to 34. Well, it's the um, Patriots at Denver in 2005. Well, yeah, but this is, it's, it's a Jake Plummer run offense, and Denver had three plays of 50 plus yards. The Patriots didn't amount 50 yards in the quarter altogether. Like it was an absolute smothering. Jake the Snake. Yeah, the Patriots. Jake the Snake. Um, in the two game, like the two games Andy, prior combined, to recap this. people have probably already listened to 415 yards and 34 points. Do you, you give a shit about Pat Tillman? You want to hear what Pat Tillman? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go to, let's go to the Pat Tillman segment. That All right, we're going to do a Pat Tillman, Andy. All right, we're going to talk about a guy that didn't play in this game. That's true, but he was good buddies with the guy that did play in this game. Oh, well, that, that, that makes it much better. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> Pat Tillman, Arizona State guy, right? He was a seventh-round draft pick in 1998 yep. as a linebacker. Ends up moving to safety when he gets on the Cardinals. Because he's small, right? Turns into like a pretty legit player. And by year 2000, he's like, he had like 155 tackles that season. From the safety position? Yeah, he didn't make the pro Bowl, which was interesting. Nasty. Yeah, but like some of the media people had him on their like, you know, first team all pro list, yada, yada. But didn't make the pro Bowl. Gets offered a nine, a five year, $9 million contract from St. Louis and turns it down out of loyalty to the Cardinals. Oh, an idiot. Cardinals? Yeah, he was an Arizona guy. Yeah, yes. Was he like born and raised in Arizona? Or just, yeah, I think he's. I, th- I think he was born in California, but maybe raised oh, yeah. in Arizona. Uh, right, yeah, yeah. So he, he was That's born in Fremont, California. But yeah, him and Jake went to college together. Yeah. And then obviously, 2001, 9/11 happens. Mm-hmm. He finishes the season and turns down a three-year extension from the Cardinals and tells them, "Boys, I'm heading overseas." I'm doing it for the old US of A. Yeah. And everybody's like, dude, what the fuck? Don't do this. And he's like, I'm fucking doing it. Screw everybody. And uh, by all accounts, he's a pretty interesting guy. Like I heard an interview with Jake talking about him. Mm. And like he he was not just like some grunt that's like, fuck yeah, America. Like he was very anti-war. Yeah. But felt like a patriotic duty. You know, he is like, he was not religious. He was an atheist, but he'd read the Bible and the Quran and the Book of Mormon and like very well read, didn't refuse to own a cell phone, drove an old beat up pickup truck. He's like an interesting cat, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like Trot Nixon. Trot Nixon, probably a good comparison. Yeah. <laughs> so he goes over there, goes through basic training with his brother, him and his brother head over there and they're, they're in a, in a valley. And um, basically gets killed in action. And what comes out like in the days after is like the army is like, this guy's a fucking hero. He died in like the enemy in a blaze of enemy fire and like their story. So they gave him a silver star, which is like if you die from like in the line of duty from like enemy fire. Yeah. And the the description they gave is like kind of ridiculous. I'll read some of it. His audacious leadership and courageous example under fire inspired his men to fight at great risk to their own personal safety, resulting in the enemy's withdrawal, his platoon's safe passage and the ambush kill zone and his mortal wound. So they made this whole story about him, like charging up a mountain and like firing and killing all the, you know, like the hero's story. Which all turned out to be complete bullshit. It's all completely false and made up. And basically, it was like the higher ups in the military got together and were like, we can't let people know that this was a friendly fire situation. So they made up a story. His brother was on the battlefield. So his brother was there when he got killed. Like, yeah. didn't even know it till like the next day that he'd been killed. Whoa. So they lied to his brother, his his wife, his now widowed wife 
his mother and his father, they were like, yeah, yeah, you got killed by an enemy. <laughs> and um, it took like a month and a half later until some of the other guys that were in the combat zone that like saw what mm-hmm. happened, like basically leaked the information to, I think, someone in his family. Wow. And then his family came out and were like, dude, what the fuck? Right. And they basically did this, this big extensive like, oh, we're sorry. We're going to investigate. No one got yeah. held accountable. And it took till 20, 2007 till they had a, a report come out from the military that was like, basically, yeah, this was, this was a friendly fire situation. They don't even know. They, don't, they can't even find proof that there was any enemy anywhere. Oh, my <laughs> God. Wow. Yeah. It was like two parts of a unit that got split up. And then one circled back and they, the, the first group was like, oh shit, there's bad guys. And, and, and they, sh- they sh- opened fire on them. Yeah. Oh my God. Wow. Greg, if Greg, if we were in Afghanistan, which of us is shooting Andy? Dude. So there's some, so there's some far. rumors that there might be more of the story, Stevie. No <laughs> way. So much higher up than you, Steve. Greg. <laughs> yeah. So there's some, there's like a doctor that did the autopsy said that the, like the bullets, there was like, they were in like a tight pattern that, that doesn't, isn't consistent with like firing from a, a, a long distance. Yeah, yeah. So he, his, you know, conclusion was that he was shot from like 10 feet away. Mm-hmm. So they did this whole like, you know, bit on the news, like a 60 minutes thing with this doctor talking about like, oh, conspiracy. Maybe it was like an inside job or something. And like, are they doing this just to prop up the military? Cause that's when the war was like, not going right. Starting to drag on a little bit. We needed a hero story. So there's like all this like weird stuff about it like that. Um, But yeah, the family's obviously wicked pissed, still pissed. Yeah. No kidding. The sister, I saw an interview. She's like, she's like, when I read the initial report, I was like, this sounds like a John Wayne thing. Like, she's like, there's no way this is true. (laughs) So even their first lie before like any, the like, Anybody in the, the the military actually like gave wind of it. He was like, she was like already on to him. So are they upset that like the NFL commercialized the shit out of it too? That I didn't I didn't see anything on that, but I think that is a good point too, right? Cause I remember thinking that at the time, I was like, wow, yeah. we're getting pretty heavy handed with this like hero's journey bullshit, you know? Yep. Yeah. Very deep dive, Greg. Thanks. I didn't know, I didn't know half of that. So Pat's on my list of, you know, like if you could have a conversation with someone. Yeah. Better alive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Dinner with somebody. That's pretty good. Because he's probably an interesting guy to begin with. Then you could be like, yeah, what happened? (laughs) (laughs) Give me the details, dude. That's fair. He's like, I don't know. I was just dead. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, dude, I don't know who shot me. (laughs) (laughs) It all happened so fast. Yeah. So yeah, that was in 2004. So this is like a year before where we are right now. So it's still pre- pretty fresh. And then that's why Plummer grows his hair out is because it's a, a tribute to to Tillman who who had the long hair and then had to cut it for the when he went in the military. Right. You got to appreciate that. You know, yeah, I was like Jake the Snake. Yeah, that's why that's why we stand Jake Plummer. Yeah, we're all bi- we're a big Jake Plummer pod here, Steve. We've come oh, to that. Con- see, I didn't know that. Now I already knew that, and I already felt that way. Yeah. Andy has no strong feelings one way or another, hmm. which is about as good of an yeah, endorsement. Yeah, that's about as that's an endorsement from Andy for sure. <laughs> so I, I did I did a deep dive too. Um I'm plumber? No. I'm Tillman. Uh, 
on on Bill Romanowski because oh they kept bringing up that his sixty minutes interview was going to be airing directly after this football game. Um, and I remember him being a bit of a scumbag. But if you are at a computer right now and you just like go to his Wikipedia page and just look at the picture that was chosen for him, probably insane. He got blood on his face. No, he. It's like a normal picture, but like his eyes are just like oh, they're, they're dead. crazy eyes. They're dead. Yeah, there's like there's like there's no human behind that. Yeah, he's definitely he's definitely the type of guy that likes to like choke girls out. For sure, it feels that yeah. way. It looks 100%. that way. Yeah, there's nothing in here about that. Um, but he did have some <laughs> altercations um, and uh, accusations Genetic of racism. Oh yeah, uh, I forgot about that. Um, because uh, due to him doing things like kicking Larry Centers in the head in 1995, spitting on uh, 49ers receiver JJ Stokes in '97, which you may remember. I remember. That. Oh yeah, that's the one I remember. And also ripping Eddie George's helmet off in 2002. Uh, he also I called Carolina Panthers starting quarterback Cam Newton boy in a tweet after Newton's team lost in Super Bowl 50. How dare he? He later apologized after he was accused of being racist. <laughs> uh, that wasn't the day. worst thing he's done. He actually ended somebody's career. Um, oh, and it was a teammate. Uh, he attacked and injured one of his teammates, tight end Marcus Williams, during a scrimmage. Williams was forced to retire after Romanowski crushed his eye socket with a punch. Yes. Should have yeah. gone for the jaw. You can bounce back and win a fucking uh, starting job with Seattle Seahawks if you do that. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. Um, Williams sued for damages of $3.4 million, uh, arguing that Romanowski had been suffering from roid rage when he attacked him. Williams was awarded $340,000 for lost wages. Um, oh, see the picture of it? No. You guys face no i'm not googling that shit that's fucking gross i'm out on that he's definitely got a collapsed eye socket uh but yeah so in this interview that was coming out in 2005 he was basically admitting um to taking uh steroid anabolic steroids um and synthetic testosterone ointment that was the uh the clear and the cream if you remember from balco mm. um so he admitted using steroids and HGH that he received from Victor Conte, the Balco owner. Um, and that was in 2005, but it gets better. Uh, he, you know, he kind of, you know, leaves and does his own thing. He, he, in 2008, he was the defensive coordinator for his uh, kids, high school freshman football team. Um, and then in 2009, when Mike Shanahan is being replaced as head coach of the Denver Broncos, he threw his name into the search by uh, sending a 30-page PowerPoint presentation to team owner Pat Bolin. But he was, according to this, not considered for the job, whereas ultimately given to Josh McDaniels. Wish we could get our hands on that. (laughs) I would pay good money for Bill Romanowski's 30-page PowerPoint for why he is um, the top candidate for the uh, Denver Broncos head coaching job um, with zero head coaching. Or zero coaching... um, chops it all other than his son's freshman high school football team as a defensive coordinator. I mean, that's more than Jeff Saturday had. I don't know that it is. <laughs> he also uh, lost to the, uh, the inmates in the longest yard remake. Sure he did. Remember, oh, so. Good point. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. Another mark. on so the record. I, I mean, what was Albert Haynesworth excuse? I mean, at least, you know, Romanowski's all roided out. 
Because I uh, put those two guys kind of together, you know? Romanowski was like pre-Albert Hainsworth. Hainsworth was just like, hold my beer, watch this. I'll stomp on his head after I take his helmet off. True, he did, didn't he? But that was like all he did, though. And he, he yeah, quit on there, his team. But There's another thing on the Wikipedia that says he was find an undisclosed amount for throwing the football at Brian Cox of the Jets, the ball hitting him in the crotch area. <laughs> <laughs> and so you think about it, there's three Logan former Patriots Rangers, here. That's three former Patriots, Larry Centers, JJ yep. Stokes, and Brian Cox. That's right, yeah. Ooh, but one good, one good thing, one good yeah. thing for Bill Romanowski, he uh, broke Kerry Collins's jaw. So racism fighting racism. Mm. Yeah, there you go. So. That's, that's, but yeah, but notice he didn't shatter his eye socket though. He only went for <laughs> yeah. the jaw on that one. <laughs> well, the helmet to helmet hit apparently. So yeah. in a preseason wow. game, m- mind you, in a preseason <laughs> game. <laughs> way to assume that's... that tight end was black, Andy. Who's a racist now? I didn't. I didn't say one either way. I'm just uh, saying that that man had to uh, retire from football, but he knew Kerry Collins was a racist and only broke his jaw. That's all I'm saying. Boston um, College. But the, yeah, this did lead me down a rabbit hole of, um, I found a ESPN article uh, entitled Romanowski full of ideas for Broncos. Um, <laughs> and it starts, Bill Romanowski said he had a meeting with new Denver Broncos coach, Josh McDaniels to discuss nutrition. And it goes on, blah, blah. Uh, he wanted to, be the, the head coach all this stuff um and then halfway down it says the broncos vice president of public relations uh told espn on thursday night the broncos had no knowledge of a meeting with romanowski um uh, but he romanowski figures he has a lot to offer the broncos quote i'm going to profess my vision on how to better take care of the athletes romanowski said thursday um he wants to be a coach someday yeah he even tried to convince the 30 point powerpoint um but if a coaching spot isn't available on McDaniel's staff, Romanowski wouldn't mind being the Broncos' performance coordinator, overlooking the team's fitness and health. He's currently the president and CEO of a nutrition company called Nutrition53.com. So this man, who years before had gone on 60 Minutes and like wrote a book about, yeah, I took all sorts of steroids to make me better at football, wants to come in and be the health coordinator. The performance enhancer. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, Andy. Of course. That's a natural <laughs> fit. He knows if how that, to dodge the drug tests. He knows all the fucking ins and outs. He knows he what their shit's up about. He did, you know? But it, it would be a fit if he didn't admit to all of that on national television in 60 Dude, that minutes. That's some street cred. Are you kidding me? No. You you Come can't because now because now now the, the guys that would be after you know you've admitted this. All right, he's gonna do this. So you can't you can't hire him. I it's would a, love to be a fly on the wall. If that meeting between McDaniels and Romanowski took place, cool. think of think of little Josh McDaniels and Bill Romanowski. Like, hey, bud, I'm gonna come in here and I'm gonna bring the performance of these players yeah. to the top. <laughs> performance is just a passion; it's a way of life. <laughs> it's on their website for Nutrition Fifty Three. Is it even a website? I went to it and it was like yeah. a, a completely different brand. No, it's a picture of Bill. Really. Well, yeah, it says Lean One. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, so you must have rebranded the name. Yeah. Well, you have breaking to. Breaking news, guys. Breaking news just now. New Raiders defensive coordinator, Bill Romanowski. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's he's the health and Strength fitness and conditioning coach. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, What's that guy for the, uh, <laughs> with Richie Incognito? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be a legendary staff. Oh that, my god. Those two that 
that episode where Greg read all of those texts. Yeah. Oh like, yeah, uh, that was a good. What yeah, was that's quote, one of my Greg? favorites. Shit. What was the quote, Greg? The, <laughs> some, the wolf pussy. Wolf pussy. Yeah, <laughs> your sister has a hairy wolf pussy or something like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so ridiculous. <laughs> Squirting over the water bottle. Oh god. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I got one last uh, trivia for you um, before we do best and worst. So they they had a game break. Uh, they cut to the the Jets game because Vinny Testaverde scored on a quarterback sneak. Um, and I think at the time he was the Sorry. oldest player to have a rushing touchdown. Uh, it has since been broken a couple times. Um, and I found a list of like the the like rushing touchdowns and the like the person's age at that point um there are four players ahead of vinnie testaverde who was 41 years 337 days old when he scored that touchdown in this week and then he scored another one a couple weeks later uh actually i think it was the week week after um so he was 41 and 345 days old there are one two three players ahead of him that scored a rushing touchdown older. Can you name them? Tom Brady. Well, that one's the obvious one, yep. Drew Brees, Peyton Manning. No. Frank Gore. No, that's a good guess, though. (laughs) I don't think Frank Gore is 43. What positions they play? Uh, One is a quarterback. One is a wide receiver. Brell Owens. No. Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice. His oldest touchdown was when he was uh, on Seattle in 2004. He had a rushing touchdown at 42 years and 67 days old. He also had one a week before that, too. But why he's doing rushing touchdowns, I'm not sure. It's, I would say Warren Moon, but that's got to be before Vinny Tessaverdi. It was not Warren Moon. Uh, it, this person has played for the Patriots. Doug this Bush. person is currently on the Patriots in 2005. Oh, it's not Flutie? It is Doug Flutie. Oh, okay. Oh, I didn't hear you say that. Yeah. When he played for San Diego in 2005, uh, this season, actually, right at the end, 42 years old and 71 days. He had a rushing touchdown because, of course, he did. Also, the last guy to get a drop kick. Correct. Extra yeah. point. And then it literally lists off like all the touchdowns. And so Tom Brady is one, two, three, four, five, six, first through seventh. And then Doug <laughs> Flutie is eighth. And then Tom Brady is ninth. <laughs> and then Jerry Rice, Jerry Rice, Tom Brady again. Domination, baby. Yeah. Drew Brees is right behind Vinny Testaverde. 41 days, 284. Or 41 years, 284 days. So. That Tom Brees. And Warren Moon stop. is on this list eventually, along with Zeke Bradkowski and Ben Roethlisberger. Brett Favre. Charlie Joyner? Oh, Chargers wide receiver. I don't remember him. Okay. I think he was on the 80s. Oh, Aaron Rodgers is on this list too. Way down. So. Yeah, Tom Brady as a Tampa Bay Buccaneer holds the top seven spots for oldest I hope rushing touchdowns. Aaron Rodgers gets on the list higher, but also like pulls a uh, Carson Wentz as he scores a touchdown. <laughs> Jesus, <That's dark. laughs> how excited are you, Steve, for Aaron Rodgers and on the Jets? Dude, I'm stoked. <laughs> what I'm if stoked. he does well though? Oh, yeah, he but will. he's not going to do He'll well start for like, a long period of time. Yeah, yeah, he's going to do well for a little bit, but then, uh, then. He is the Kyrie Irving of yeah NFL, oh, yeah. and the Jets are just the only thing they're good at is ruining players' careers. Yeah, they're very good at that. It is going to be they're, funny to watch. They're elite at that. 
and their their hopes are so high. That's the best part. The Jets fans' hopes are just like so high. They really like, are. They're like, yo, Super Bowl. Let's they're Super Bowl or bust. Yeah, yeah. Pats yeah. are gonna win the division. <laughs> yeah, I've I been mean, saying that. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers is gonna fall apart. Yeah, Tua can't play because of his head. Yeah, and have you heard the rumor about Josh Allen? You heard the little streets talking, little whispers. I haven't. I haven't. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What, what happened with Stefan? Break, break the story. He's apparently word on the street is that he got some girl pregnant and then like forced her to get an abortion. Who like wasn't his girlfriend, even though he right. had like a long time girlfriend. <laughs> yep. Wow. Yeah, because there there was a whole bunch of stories about like that's what uh, uh, Stefan Diggs was yelling at him about on the sideline in the playoff game or something. It's like, no, it's because they were losing. But okay. <laughs> Streets are talking. Whisper, whisper. Oh, no one's saying that about Mike Jones. Show up to, to camp. I feel like Stefan Diggs is a no show. They know he's showing was. up. But yeah, there was a bunch of weird shit around that too. Of like. He just signed an extension and he's like not there. And the coach mm-hmm. said he wasn't, but his agent said he was. Yeah. And the coach came out and basically he can't, he said something today about, uh, you know, he was here, but we talked and I like had him go home to. Yeah. We had to like sort some, some things out or something. Yeah. Something cryptic. like that. It was like super cryptic. Yeah. So. Things are going well. Wait, what if it was Stefan Diggs, girlfriend that he got pregnant? Or his like sister or something. Yeah. Oh. Boy. He took my nephew away. <laughs> Get a Malcolm <laughs> Butler situation on our hands. Oh boy, here we go. All right. Um, do do we want to try or the the little draft thing, or do best and worst? Give it a shot. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. I'm down. I got some names. All right. Well, how do we decide who drafts first? I briefly. Well, I think that's up to you. You're you're the one running this. Going on. Uh, who's the youngest? Me, Greg. All right, Steve goes first. Middle <laughs> child goes first. <laughs> wow! <laughs> All right, Jeez. so so the way that it works, uh, Greg doesn't want if you draft someone that's not in the league or not playing, you just kind of get a zero for that person. But I uh, go off my memory for the entire league in two thousand and five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, you have idea. you have. Quarterback, running back, two wide receivers, a tight end, defense, oh, and kicker. I don't know any of this. Well, you got to take some guesses, Steve. And, right, and, and if you want, you can go Patriot players, you know? Yeah. Yep. yeah. You can help round that out. I'm going to go. And and then we're doing like season stats. Like, how is this? Where is this? A week so, by week? So this is, yeah, we're going to do for this week, week six of 2005. All right. Number one pick, Mike Vick. Okay. Uh, right. and then we're gonna pick. go. We're gonna I know go he Greg, makes yeah. because I, I was I was on last week, Greg. Unlike you, so I know he. All right, I'll go next. <laughs> I'm taking Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning. Right. Andrew, I'm gonna take uh, Ladainian Tomlinson. Okay. I had him on my list. You got two though, right? <laughs> hmm? Snake draft. Get two. Yeah, who did you yeah, pick? Yeah. Oh no, no, it's not snake draft. Peyton Man. Uh, no, bugger. Um, I'm going to pick. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's go with Ben Roethlisberger. Exactly. All right, I'm gonna go. This might be a stretch. I don't know if this is his year. <laughs> <laughs> and there's only really like one or two good years, but I'm gonna go Sean Alexander. 
Because I know okay. Seattle made the Super Bowl, and I'm just guessing and hoping that this is the Sean Alexander yeah, yeah, yeah. year. But I don't know hey, if it who's, is. Who's in the Super Bowl this year? Yeah. Because huh? this is uh, Steelers, Steelers and, and Seahawks. Uh, Seahawks. Yeah. yeah. All right, Stevie boy. Uh, I'm going to go Marvin Harrison. Ooh, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. That's a solid pick. Quarterback. I don't even remember who I've picked. I'll go, I'll go Tom Brady. I sure. Yeah, that's a good call. All right, I'm going to go Terrell Owens because I think you can't go wrong with Terrell Owens. Interesting. Hmm. Oh, I know I'm going to go with. Uh, I'm going to go Steve Smith as my wide receiver. Oh, that's a good pick. And Antonio Gates as my tight end. I don't know if you guys know. I'm going I'm to pick up Gonzalez while I can. All right. I don't know if you guys know, but uh, Gates, he played basketball in college. <laughs> So he was like built to catch. Can we? Can we have a? Can we? Can you pull up like a little so we know who's been picked and what and how many? Steve, come on, dude, just use your brain, dude. Uh, Can I? Can I share my? Yeah, just share your screen. What's the stable participation screen? Hang on. Uh, Uh, Who's up? Greg, you're up. I picked Gonzalez for my tight end. Yeah, you're up. You can share now. Well, I mean, if big. Time running backs 2005. Running backs are the hardest ones because they yeah, Google it, Steve. Because oh, it's like they God. come and go I so can fast. Google it. No, 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 Google. Yeah, there we go. Not even doing this Is this too late for priest homes? <laughs> nope, he's still playing. He's still playing. <laughs> this is how it works, Steve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For I was thinking like... priest homes too, actually. You want I had him on my list as a potential, but I don't know if he. It's kicking around these days. Throw them in there. All right. All right. You need one more. And another big time wide receiver. So yeah, we got. You know what? I'm Yo. going Dion. I'm going Dion Branch because he gets traded for a first round pick after this year. So he's lit this mm. year. Interesting. So I'm. Um, Randy Moss is on my mind here. Mm. But he- I'm thinking this is a down year for Randy, right? Anything Raiders isn't that he's hit or miss. I think this year, right? But I even think his down years weren't that bad. But I think Reggie Wayne is probably a safer choice, Mm. assuming Reggie Wayne is here. He is here at this point. Yeah. So I'm going to go Reggie. Yeah. All right, Mr. Andrew. Uh, I am going to go with. I'm actually going to take Reggie Moss. Uh, I think you are. Yeah. Uh, okay. I feel like when we talked about him week one, he actually had a decent season this year. Um, I think we talked about this Broncos defense being good, so I'm going to take them. Okay. All right, I'm taking our boy Mike Vanderjack, <laughs> the ultimate fantasy player that actually sucks dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you spelled Vanderjerk wrong. There you go. Yep. Um... That is Dallas Clark playing yet? I want Steve to question Steve. Throw him in. I yeah, he's definitely playing. Gotta be. I think this is when he starts going off too. Maybe not. I don't know. Uh, I'll go Steelers. They gotta have a good D. That's true. All right, I'm taking. I have no idea who's a good defense, so I'm taking the Ravens because it's Ray Lewis, so they have to be good, right? Yeah, pretty much. Ed Reed. Ed Reed, yeah. Uh, right, I the, kicker, huh? yeah, just a kicker, um, yeah. Let's do Jason Elam because it's Broncos. 
Oh, no Vinatieri. No, he only got. He only Did we got... leave Vinatieri on the board? No, I got Vinatieri. You... Give me Vinatieri. Oh, okay. All right. Um, I was gonna say uh, I should have taken that punter from the other week. With nice the spelling, Tim. Yeah, dude, that's not great. <laughs> I knew. I was like, let's see if he gets Vinatieri here. <laughs> All right. Uh, why don't you guys do best and worst, and I will calculate the scores. All right. I'm gonna turn your stream right now. We should do it as a season long. The I'm same team. Yeah. yeah. So just, just have that that those picks run for the season? Yeah. Okay. Oh, like you keep those? Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah that yeah, works. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, I, I didn't pick mine specific to a week. I just picked who I thought was good that year. Yeah. No shit. I picked All Mike right. Vick. I don't know if he's playing yet. Yeah. Mike yeah, Vick got hurt. We, we played Atlanta like yeah. two weeks ago, and Mike I Vick got hurt. Literally. <laughs> yeah, but Mike Vick makes a Pro Bowl this year. Does he? He does. Yeah, I he think misses he does okay, the first yeah. Half the he misses like like ten games. I think it was two thousand. He, he played this week, so yeah, I think it was okay. two thousand four. That was like his best year, but I think he still does good in two. All right, all right, all right. We should have picked McNabb. He's probably got a ton of well, rushing names. Oh no, no, this, this is uh, who was 06 cover for Madden? I think this, I think it might be Sean Alexander. Maybe it's Peyton Hillis. Then oh, wasn't it Peyton Hillis? Yeah. No, no, Peyton <laughs> Hillis wasn't until a couple of years later. Uh, <sighs> yeah, like two thousand. That's the ultimate risky pick right there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like the true one and done. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's do best and worst. All right. uh, Greg. I'll go, go first. first. Oh, Steve, you go first. I want to go first. Is, no, I want to go first. All right, fine. My best is not having to listen to Andy this full time. <laughs> That's been really nice, you know? Because right about now, I'd be getting sick of his ass. That's my worst is having to listen to Andy this whole time. <laughs> yeah, I don't have a worst, you know. This is this has been great. Thanks, guys. All right, my, my best. I got a real best. My worst is having brothers. Oh, oh so yeah. Uh, my best is the hit by what's his name? Asante Samuel. Samuel. A true jacked up hit. Here. It yeah. was, yeah. Yeah, one of those like blindside. Yeah, just running, looking the other way, and he caught him. Turns into it and just where in the chest, and he's like on the sidelines, like shining a light in his eye. (laughs) How did the commentators react to the hit? Oh, they they clean. Yeah, they called it clean. They love it. Does that get a flag nowadays? For sure, definitely does. Defenseless receiver. Yeah, Yeah. it's just like you can you can see the he had the ball and he turned. You can see the commentary change over the years when we're watching these games. We're like. Way back when we first started, they were like, "Hell oh, yeah!" <laughs> you know, and now they're like, "Ooh, I don't know." <laughs> what right, Andy, what you got for us? Let's see. What do I have for you? Um, uh, oh, uh, they showed a stat where David Givens had uh, 22 consecutive third down catches that were converted for first downs. Uh, I think they said that was a uh, a record. Um, that was pretty dope. And then I think if I'm giving out a game ball, it's going to Patrick Pass. Um, because he got thrown into the starting lineup, uh, was dealing with injuries the whole day. Um, and he got injured. I think he injured his shoulder picking up a blitz, um, that sparked a, a touchdown drive. Um, but he had 10 carries, 64 yards, and a touchdown on the ground, and six carries, uh, six catches for 89 yards, uh, through the air on basically nothing but screen passes. Best uh, fullback ever. It was amazing. Uh, he was starting running back, but cool. Um, He's listed as a fullback on the depth chart. That's all I'm saying. Speaking of which, it's now NHL season for like 
when the injuries come out now that the season's over. Oh, yeah. You hear about the guy Kachuk on the Panthers? No. Has been playing with a broken sternum. <laughs> As you do. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> it's so ridiculous, dude. Uh, oh, my worst um, is the quality of some of these old game videos. Um, if you actually watch this whole game, uh, there were a few times, including the long uh, Tatum Bell run, uh, okay. where the game actually just cut out because the signal was lost on, I think it was the satellite Must feed that this game TV had been recorded from. Yeah. So it's just like a black screen with this text that came up and says, no signal received on local channel 32-1. Please try again later. And then it would come back. So, so missed a couple of plays because of that. Uh, so that's tough. Aaron, uh, Aaron Ekblad from the Panthers uh, suffered a broken foot, two separate shoulder dislocations, and a torn oblique and finished the whole playoffs. <laughs> he scored a goal yeah. in game five. <laughs> what a nothing fucking tops, psychopath, dude. Nothing, yeah. nothing tops uh, Bergeron's collapse lung. Yeah, collapsed the lung playing. Fucking well, who was the, the guy that did a shift on a uh, broken Campbell? Yeah, yeah, Greg yeah. Campbell. Yeah, yeah. And didn't he block another shot or something while doing it too? Yeah, he stayed on the ice and tried to finish the shift. Yeah, fucking idiots, but I love it. Remember when I got 14 stitches and I finished the game in hockey? No, you didn't even know you got cut. That's true, but it, that's the fact remains. That I got cut in like the first period and I finished the game. And I are saying up. hockey players I'm are hockey overrated. Tough. Their toughness that's is that's overrated. How that beard is trying to tell everybody, Greg? Dude, I'm hockey tough. You guys don't even know. Oh, we know. We know all about it, Greg. <laughs> Dude, the that just came after the game, correct? Correct. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, did you see what I put in 14. the chat, by the way? Huh? See what I put in the chat? I sniffed a little bit of Patrick Pass Wikipedia. Yeah, I ignored it. Mm-hmm. I had some Patrick Pass corn, but I didn't share it. All right. Uh, Tim, you want to do best and worst? Uh, my best was um, none of it. Uh, <laughs> you didn't like the my... Dwayne Stark sightings? Dwayne Stark sighting? Yeah. You didn't do anything except suck. Yeah. Exactly. No, my best, my best actually, actually, no, my best was taking a nap in the second quarter when I watched. <laughs> That was cool because that was like the worst quarter for us. Yeah. And then my worst was probably Phil Sims or Jarvis Green on that last drive. Like he got juked the fuck out by, I think it was Jeb, Jeb Putzer. And yeah, it was just like, dude, what are you doing? Like he just looks so, yeah, dude. It was just so bad, like, and that, and that's kind of what fucked us over. Oh, and I have another worst, which was David Gibbons not catching that third down pass, wide open, oh, yeah. nobody around him, and then Phil Sims is like, "Oh, Brady's got to do a better job of getting that ball to him." <laughs> I just wanted directly to, in the oh, hands. In I want to crater Phil Sims' face when he fucking said that. I was so pissed. <laughs> oh, I was so mad. I yeah. love it. I'm I'm better with worse than best. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the dark side. Yeah. If, even, it feels, yeah you've been spending like too much time with Andy. You've been spending way too much time with Andy. He's best no, in no, small you, doses. You you have to understand, I've been like this. I, it, me, this is yeah. why me this and why we Andy are like twin flames. You know, we just, we just lock <laughs> up. Saying, you, can't be, you can't be around that, though. You guys feed each other. It's bad. 
bad news bears. Yeah, there's a chamber. whole pot kettle thing had coming <laughs> yeah. from you, Steve. I appreciate it. I am positive. I'm a positive guy. Look at I've you look what I have have. tattooed on my body. He is too. You're a little too positive for me, Steve. See, I balance it out though. Yeah, that is absolutely not true. Yeah, when during the Celtics, I kept texting Steve and being like, "This team fucking sucks, dick." Dude, get Marcus Smart off my fucking roster. And Steve would be like, well, he's not usually this bad. I'm like, shut the fuck up, Steve. <laughs> I believe I called him a roller coaster. You know, you got to ride did. the ups and the downs. And then in that same game, he would fucking win the game for us. I know. Uh, yeah. And then I'd send a text like five minutes later. I'm back. I love Marcus Smart. <laughs> Never doubted him for a second. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Steve, for the Marcus Smart hate. He's the worst. He, he is terrible. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, what do we have next week? Patriots. We have, are I hope we have a Dan Deardorff game. We need a Deardorff. Yeah, give me this could be Deardorff. It's yeah, uh, Patriots at Deardorff. home against the Bills. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's a classic. That screams fucking right there. Deardorff One o'clock right Sunday. Yeah. Uh, no, eight eight o'clock game. So oh, might, ah. yeah, this is a Sunday night game. I think. Damn it! Here yeah. at your SOL. So you'll have to wait till next time. To get a dandy at our fix, thank God. But uh, yeah, we will uh, until next time. Uh, if my brothers actually decide to show up, uh, we will see you later. See you later. There you go. See you later. Tune in next week to see how much of a blubbering little bitch Greg is on the Patriots Dynasty podcast. <laughs> <laughs>